everybody. We're so glad you're here today.
church. Can you give them a hand today? Oh, come on. Can we do better than that? That's right. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Did you come here to praise your God today? Amen. Woo. Yes. Now I feel it. Welcome. Welcome to Hill City Church. We're so glad you're here. If you're new here, welcome. We're so thankful. We're so glad that you're here today to hang out with us, to worship God, to get to know each other. Um, just If you would take just a second and greet somebody around you today, just to say thanks for being here. So glad to see you. You look awesome. Love your hair. time with you today, God. Just be with us. Be in this in this room in this time. Just fill this place with your glory today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. want to know you, Lord. want to know you, Lord, like I know a friend. want to know you, Lord. want to know you, Lord. Like I know a friend, wanna know you, Lord. I wanna know you, Lord. Wanna know you, Lord. Like I know a friend, wanna know you, Lord. So I'm laying down. Oh, my religion, I'm laying down. Wanna know you, Lord? I'm laying down. Oh, my religion, I'm laying down. Wanna know you, Lord? I'm laying down. Oh, my religion, I'm laying down, want to know you, Lord. 
I used to think that I could box you in. I'm laying down, wanna know you, Lord. Cause I used to think that I could box you in. But I'm laying down, wanna know you, Lord. Cause I used to think that I could box you in. I'm laying down, wanna know you, Lord. So I'm laying down, oh my religion. I'm laying down, wanna know you, Lord. I'm laying down, oh my religion. I'm laying down, wanna know you, Lord. I'm laying down, oh my religion. I'm laying down, wanna know you, Let's sing that one more time. Lord, I've been told to be ashamed. Lord, I've been told don't measure up. Sing it out. Lord, I've been told I could enough. I reach out and you find me in the dust. Say no amount of untruths can separate us. I reach out.
Just the voices. I will rejoice in the simple gospel. I will rejoice in you, Lord. I will rejoice in the simple gospel.
lift it up this morning.
Sit in that for a second. Nothing like your love. Just pray a moment. Just take a moment. Just bow your heads. Just be in the presence of God. Just ask Him. That, just, just say, I'm here with you, God. A lot of times we're like, God, are you here with me? But I think uh, we need to take a different approach. God, I'm here with you, God. I got something for you. I got worship for you. I got my praise, my attention, my thoughts are on you, Lord God, because I know your thoughts have always been on me, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we have come in here just quietly. We're thinking about you, God. Just take another moment. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today, God. We thank you for moments like this, Lord God. I believe we can sense your spirit, Lord God. And, and you're not just preparing us for the word of God. I pray that the word of God is preparing us for the worship of God. I pray, Lord God, let us not go the wrong direction. It is not just for our fill-up, Lord God. It is for us emptying out on you, God. So I pray in the name of Jesus, let us prepare our hearts, Lord God. Prepare our minds, our strength and soul, Lord God. Lord, to love you today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. You guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Wasn't that good? Give God praise for that worship. Yeah, it's his worship. It's not just good worship musically. It's his it's worship unto God. Let us not ever miss that, that we are here.
to sing loudly to God, not because that uh, it's it's not because it sounds like perfect. No, it's just man, it's unto God, and I pray that it always be with us. As the guys are preparing the offering here today, I just want to read you something that I read often. But it says in Matthew six thirty three, and it's one of the verses that always are is very important to me. But uh, but it's going to move into also our our message today but it says seek first his kingdom and it is a mandate for us as christians to seek first his kingdom we uh, sometimes we flip it around god loves me god wants me man but the first thing that we do as his children is to seek god first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things it will be given to you as well. All the things that we worry about will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And, and each day has enough trouble of its own. And I just want you guys to be in the moment. I know a lot of thoughts are going through your head right now. But be in the moment. What, has God want, what does God want to speak to you today? Not just to make you happy, but to fill you with something. So you empty yourself out throughout the week and into people and into lives. That He would awaken moments and have God moments. It's, it's crazy. We can have God moments all throughout the week. Anyone have a God moment this week? right i don't know some of you guys we had some conversations we're like man this is a god moment this is such a weird story but i'll tell you anyway because i like weird stories yesterday i get to uh so i i'm like uh addicted to craigslist ask candace yes i buy and sell things constantly i do because i'm weird that way so i was selling one of my lenses yesterday because i'm really into photography as well as well as brazilian jiu-jitsu as well as all sorts of things that i'm into i apologize candace but I'm into a lot of things, right? And I was selling this lens, and I meet up with this guy at the Starbucks, and we start, he starts looking at the lens, and I start talking story, and I, I, I'm good at talking story sometimes. And he starts to ask me questions. I, I start to talk about my faith. He starts to talk about his faith. He's from Indonesia, immigrated here. And, and, we were, and in, in Indonesia, it's really hard to be a Christian, just to put your, uh, it's uh, one of the most, it used to be one of the highest persecuted places in the world where people would be killed for their faith. They have a, a just straight up. They have a Muslim government, and they, they were to be a Christian meant you had to really stand on your faith and know that man, this might all be gone. I might have nothing left. So he's he's talking to me about his faith, and then he starts talking to me about his brother that just passed away a couple years ago. And he turns to me, and goes, "I have no idea why I'm crying and pouring my heart out to you at Starbucks. I just think it's a God moment, and I think sometimes we have God moments. We had a God moment at the library one time, and we have God moments throughout this place. And I just know that God wants to use you." But we have to be aware, even at a Starbucks, when you're selling your, uh, your uh, wide-angle lens made by Sigma, right? When you're doing these kind of things, these kind of moments, do not be unaware that God is wanting to use you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all the things. I know you're busy in life and all the things that you worry about and all the things that are, like, are a burden on your mind will be given to you as well in every way. And I pray as we seek first God's kingdom, man, he will just put something on, my, on your heart. So I texted him uh, last night. And I was like, man, that was a God moment. He's like, then he wrote me the longest text. I was like, man, you're like my wife. You wrote like a triple text, you know, when it's just stacked. And I, I wrote him back. It was. And it was just a beautiful moment to make, man, just to make the most of 
the moments and the breath that God gives you. And so let's do that this week. Let's do that this week. Heavenly Father, be with us as we give. God, as we release, Lord God, and in our generosity, Lord God, for the things that we want to accomplish as Hill City, as it goes to places like Urban Outreach, as it goes to missions, Lord God, as it goes to, to, to equipping your saints, Lord God, I pray, give us a vision, Lord God, to seek you first in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. You guys can bring that forward. And I just need to put that in so we can start, pass that out. Say hello to people right next to you. Welcome them. If you don't know them, tell them your name. If you're a guest here, welcome to Hill City. My name is John, and uh, just glad that you are here. I want to thank everyone for being here. And I want to continue uh, to give us opportunity. There's opportunity to serve even this week. We're going to be downtown with Urban Outreach, and we're going to be serving this week, right, this Thursday. If you have, if your schedule is open to serve, this Thursday, it's at 5.15. We're meeting downtown in Five Points. If you want more information, it's on our app. It's online as well. Or And if you want more info, just, uh, tech, uh, just message us or email us at info at myhillcity.org to get that done. But it is serving the homeless and those who are struggling in this season of life because all of us know we struggle in different seasons of life right I don't care I don't care who you are we all struggle at some point and we need people to give us a hand and give us a leg up or just the love on us this week I just sat there because uh, they allowed me to uh, do the Christ story talk about Jesus which I was just uh, fortunate to do and it was just so cool I left there just like oh man that was the right thing to do for me tonight, even though I was so busy. And I was like, man, I am so busy right now. And I, I show up like, I show up and there's, there's things going on. Candace and I, we were playing tag all week. And I was like, I have to go. I, I need to go to Urban Outreach. And it was just this beautiful moment of serving. So if you guys need to get, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to say this, over yourself for a, a day. Over yourself for a day. Go and serve somebody. Love on somebody. And go there boldly. Don't go there and just kind of hide out. Go there and just get to know people. Talk the story and get to know their lives. Also, put this in. If you are new or newer or wanting to get connected, on the 23rd, we're having a newcomer's lunch. And so we want to meet you. We want to feed you and get to know you and just share a vision with you. Also, uh, you can sign up uh, on info at myhillcity.org. But it's going to be right after service on the 23rd of this month. And so if you're new to Hill City, just uh, that's something new we're starting. So please uh, join us for that. And some of you guys, please join us. Please join us for that as well. And so I'm going to give you, before we begin, I want to give you four core values that we've been talking about here and there. But we're going to put up four core values. Number one is devotion. Number two is mission. Number three is discipline. And number four is community. Say that with me. Devotion, mission, discipline and community and what i mean by devotion is devotion to god an unrelenting pursuit of god and a reordering of our life to put jesus first it's a reordering devotion is about reordering when i'm when you have first dated just imagine the moment you first dated your girlfriend or your wife remember when devotion took place and you start to reorder your life reorder your schedule you're like oh wow late time late night phone calls is it always even though i have five o'clock work right everything changes when they're de when devotion takes place isn't that true 
It's a reordering of life. Whatever you're devoted to, you're like, oh, I don't do that, you know. But once you're like in a committed, devoted relationship, you're like, I'm all in. I'll do anything, right? And in the same way, there has to be unrelenting pursuit that is devoted that changes our order of life. Number two is mission. We are on mission at work in our spheres of influence for the glory of God and the good of people. We have purpose to make God famous and to make people's lives better. That is the mission of our lives because that is the gospel. Number three, discipline. Our daily disciplines determine destiny. What you do every day determines your tomorrow. It's not it might determine your tomorrow. A hundred percent what you do today is your tomorrow. Just a hundred percent. We know this. If we, if we, whatever, if it's from health or if it's from reading God's word, we're like, I don't really know God's word. Then read it just a little bit every single day and tell me two months from now if God's word is in you deeper. I don't really like to pray. Pray just five minutes a day, just every day. Your daily disciplines determine your destiny. D, 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 D. Daily disciplines determine destiny, right? And lastly, community. We can know God and still have a skewed view of the world or baggage from your past. And God's process for you to experience freedom is through people. That's right. Through people. Through healthy relationships in your life. People who are devoted to you and you're devoted to people. And an easy way to remember devotion, mission, discipline, and community, I I think of it this way. Upward, outward, inward, and together. Think about it. Every... I want you, and we're going to make this a process of our lives, maybe even our daily lives. What am I doing upward, outward, inward, and together? And if you had the handout, it's on your little handout too. Upward, outward, inward, together. So as we begin today, we're starting this new series. It's called Basic. Say Basic. Basic. It is the basic building. We're building on the foundation. The basic things that we should know. What it means to be a Christian and what it means to follow Jesus. So that's basic. And 1 Corinthians 3.11. Oh, that's that weak. I'm going to do it again. 1 Corinthians 3.11. All right. We love the word of God. It reveals Jesus and Jesus changes lives. All right. So 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For no one can lay a foundation any other, no one can lay any other foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So when I read the Bible and I'm uh, following Jesus is actually a big deal in the Bible, right? It's in there. It's actually a big deal. It's not like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'm going to put him, I'm going to add him in to one of my uh, daily disciplines. No, following Jesus is absolutely a big deal. It's not casual, it's not, it's not a casual relationship. It's a devoted, deep relationship. Think about this moment. You, you don't want to be in a casual relationship uh, with, with your husband or wife, right? You, oh, not, that's not going to work out. It's not casual. It's devoted. And in the same way, our walk with God must be devoted, a reordering love of life, of putting God first. And this is what it means to be a disciple, it's more than growing up Christian and listening to Way FM and the intellectual like ascent of spirituality. It's deep allegiance. Think about that. It's allegiance. Like I'm all in. I'm all heart, mind, soul, and strength about Jesus. And, and, and faithful never makes sense without devotion. Our walk with Christianity will always wane and always feel kind of just not there, just weak and not full when there is a lack of devotion. 
there is. Hill City, each of us, we have a role in God's plan. And God uses us to accomplish his greater story, his purpose. No matter who you are, no matter what you think you are, you have influence in different spheres, different places, schools, neighborhoods, construction sites, offices. And I want to say this, and this is just a bold statement. You are the greatest testimony of Jesus to change a life. You are. Or you are the greatest hindrance to the testimony of Jesus. Swallow that one. Mm. We are either the greatest testimony of Jesus or we are the greatest hindrance of Jesus. Most people uh, in our world, they mock Christianity not because that Jesus is horrible. They're like, look at the church, man. They're the people that are full of the spirit of God and they know God deeply. And so it's, we are either the greatest testimony. They either say, man, look at their lives. Man, there's something about them that's, that's crazy. They're in love with Jesus and they're in love with people. Or they say, look at the church. They, they are filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're just like me. But they tell me not to do stuff. Right? That's kind of the line that people talk about. There's no middle ground in your walk and devotion. Our lives reveal to people around us what God is really like. His love, his hope. His, his, his caring of burdens, his forgiveness, his truth. And this is not a role for me, guys. This is not, when you read the Bible, you, you don't say, oh, that's John does that, and we, we listen to him. That's what we do, right? No, that, 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 that'd be crazy. My role is not to do ministry, and your role is to come to church. That's, that'd be lame, right? Absolutely, that'd be super lame. But for some reason, the church organization have, has moved more into that weird kind of thing where uh, I talk and you listen and then, uh, and then we go home and I think John's going to do some Christian stuff. No, no. We are all disciples. We are all leaders. We are all in ministry together. We all minister because all of us have the Holy Spirit and all of us have been given a mission. We all have. Or it would be really weird to just talk to one guy and say, oh, yeah, that's, he does Christian stuff. And I, I listen to the guy who does Christian stuff. That'd be the worst ever, right? Which means you're a leader. Tell the person next to you, you're a leader. Yeah, you're a leader. You're a leader. That's right. People say to me, no, I'm not, John. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just a student. I'm just a mom. I'm in data analytics, right? I'm, I'm, I'm whatever, you know? But that's absolutely dead wrong. The Bible says that we are the workmanship of God. Made in his image. We carry his attributes. We carry his abilities to make a difference. We all lead. And at this time, I want you guys to watch this video. And it hopefully it rocks. Turn that up, please. I'm just a florist. Got a small shop, nothing special. Silly way to spend your life, I guess, fussing with a bunch of flowers. Sometimes I wish I was good at something else. I don't know, a doctor or a missionary, someone who really helps people.
but I do love flowers. I always had an act for it. So I do my best to make them beautiful for people. But I know flowers can't change the world. I know I don't make much of a difference. I'm just a florist. There's, you're not just an anything. You're an absolute leader, called by God, loved by God to make a difference in your world. I don't care if you're selling lenses at Starbucks or if you are cutting flowers or if you are having a beautiful conversation. We're not just anything. We are, we are workmanship made in the image of God, called to do good works, called to bring light and life into our world. That is what it means to be a disciple of Christ. It is not something, we're not just anything. God wants to use us. He loves us. And it all starts with this word, the gospel. A lot of things drive us, but what keeps us focused, full, and fueled is a deep love for the gospel. And when we feel that, and some of us, we feel that our faith is waning. We don't really know. We're like, we used to have, man, this drive in us. And then we just feel just that it's just a weight sometimes. And I, I feel like we have lost our love with the gospel of Jesus. Because we can lose our love for like coming to church and doing the church thing and setting up and like it could be a, it can become overwhelming at some point like oh they just want me to serve and things like that but I don't want us to lose if we lose everything I cannot have you lose your focus and your love for the gospel and what is the gospel First Corinthians fifteen one to four says this. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. This is Paul, the apostle, speaking to the church of Corinth. And, he's, and this is a church that he planted. I preach to you which you have received on which you have taken your stand. By the gospel you were saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to Scripture, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to Scripture. And what jumps out at me is that Christ died for us. And you, you, you can take that one away. That one's too small. That one's for the end. That Christ died for us. There we go. That's much better. According to Scripture, Right? And he was buried and raised on the third day to cover all our baggage, all our sin now and forever. He said on the cross, it is finished. 
So stop trying to add to the gospel and saying, it's Jesus plus my goodness plus this and plus that. No, it's Jesus alone. When we get weakened, when we add to the gospel of Jesus, when we make it something it's not, and then it begins to contort and be mutated, and that's not what Jesus wants. In Jesus, you don't need to hide. You don't need to run from him. You can run to him because he brings us near to God. In Jesus, we have right standing with the Father. Simply put, the gospel was a message of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his return, and it demands a response. And I'm not talking about be more religious. I'm not talking about come to church, give your money, and learn straight up Christianese, all right, so you can impress your Christian friends, so that somehow God would like you more for your attendance. That cannot be the gospel, right? Oh, I come to church, and I can talk the talk. I know when to raise my hands. I know when to sing songs, right? That cannot be what God has called us to. That, it, that would not make sense. But it's also not be more irreligious and say a prayer and then do what I want because Jesus don't care. Just do you because Christianity is about my happiness, right, Jesus? Because Jesus is about me. That's absolutely incorrect as well the gospel is neither religion or irreligion it's a relationship of a living God walking with him talking with him knowing Jesus when was the last time that you felt you had a conversation with Jesus I know I'm putting pressure on you but I want to pressure you as we're moving forward after the consultation I want you to know Jesus I don't want us to just know information oh when was the last time you had a conversation with Jesus when was the last time you complained about life? <laughs> right? Today, I'm complaining right now. You're talking too loud, right? But when was the last time you just had a conversation with God and you just sat in his presence and you complained a lot less because there was so much peace in your life and you thought about your conversation with that Indonesian guy you just sold the lens to and you're like, geez, God, you use me in weird ways and you use him to change my own life, to see my world differently. When we're caught up in God and him talking to us, life begins to change. And when we get caught up in the gospel of Jesus, your life begins to change and the complaints begin to stop and you get to see your life as an opportunity to be in on God's story. We're in on it. We have a relationship with God and he's talking to you. And in in the weeks going forward, I want to teach you how to hear from God. I know, you're like, what? Yeah, we're going to talk about listening to God, how to hear from his word, and how God wants to speak to your life. And this is what leads us to life, the life we've been waiting for. It's not easy. We have to get out on faith. It takes sacrifice, but it's good. It's good. And when your purpose starts with the gospel, it changes the way you live. Now, now the gospel empowers us by doing two things that seem contradictory, but it's good. Number one, write this down, a new kind of humility. The gospel gives us a new kind of humility. Jesus gives us a new kind of humility. How does it give us, how does it humble us? The gospel shows us, or Jesus shows us how broken we really are. For God makes us whole, for God to make us whole, his son needed to die for us. Think about that for a moment. We're so messed up, so far from God, so sinful that Jesus had to die for us. That's how deep our problem really is. I know we minimize our sin, but our sin is so deep, we're way worse than we think we are. 
I'm going to just put that out there. You're like, oh, I'm going to be really encouraged, John, when I leave here. <laughs> but I want to tell you, we're way worse than we think we are, and our attempts at cleaning ourselves up won't work. I love what Paul says. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 3, I count my righteousness as rubbish. The word rubbish is actually a curse word, and it, it means dog poo in the curse word. It cusses in the Bible. Yes, it does. Yeah, if you look it up, it's actually a curse word in the Bible. And he said it in that way to shock everyone who was listening. He's like, that's how bad we really are. He says, it's your goodness and the way you try to paint our, your goodness is dog crap. I, I won't say the word because then probably half you will leave, right? I can't do it. He's like, I can't do it on my own. I've tried. I need a savior. My righteousness, I know me. The good things I want to do, I don't do. And the good, the things I don't want to do, I do. And, and then they, you have read that. I don't do, I do, I do. Yeah, he continues to say that. And then now, how does this kind of, uh, how does this humble us? How does this change us, the way we live? There's no room for pride when we understand how that God had to die to save us. There's no room for pride or being judgmental or self-righteousness or to carry unforgiveness or be self-centered or abuse power. There's none of that because we too every day are in total need of God's grace. We never graduate from grace. We never graduate from grace. Gospel people even repent of the bad things we do and repent of the wrong reasons of the good things we do because we know us. We do some messed up stuff, even if it looks good for our glory and not for God. So gospel people know, bottom line, man, I'm sinful than I can ever imagine. But number two, a new kind of confidence. How does the gospel give us confidence? We don't just sit in our brokenness, but we are promised forgiveness. Repentance humbles us, yet forgiveness emboldens us. We have nothing to lose because Jesus's righteousness is ours, which means we have nothing to lose. Man, if God has saved me, I'm all in. I have nothing to lose. We are loved, not because I'm good, but because God's good and we are his kids. Just like, a, just like the parents in this room, we love our kids, not because they're good. True? True? Yeah. Amen. Right? I, I, uh, yesterday, <laughs> well, I'll tell a story of, I won't tell the story. She shook my head. I can tell, I saw it, our boys are in like a store and they're running around and they're fighting. I don't know if you have boys and they fight or you have girls that they fight. They just keep on fighting. And so finally Candace is yelling them in the parking lot and takes Ezra and like flips him over and spanks him in the parking lot. She's like, I would look like a freak. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be on the website, people of Walmart or, or Walmartians, right? Yeah, don't judge her. But, uh, and then they're driving to Kristen's party because Kristen is at her 30th birthday party and they're driving there, right? And then and Ezra's like, I lost my flip-flop. He, he lost his shoe while he was being flipped over to be spanked. I was like, oh my gosh. So then Candace has to stop and go to the dollar store and buy him shoes. And the shoes he's wearing today, dollar shoes. <laughs> family dollar, family dollar. That's how crazy we are, right? But it's just crazy. As parents, we love our kids. And then we turn around, we kiss them. We're like, I love you so much. <laughs> I you, and, and even though they give us nothing in return, zero in return, they just suck the life out of you. We, we look at them, we're like, I love you. <laughs> because they're made in our image, right? There's something we're connected by. 
We are made in the image of God, and we are that kid running around Walmart with one flip-flop on. But God looks at us, and he says, man, I love you so deeply. Who can separate us from the love of God? You didn't earn his love, so you cannot lose his love. Who could separate us from the love of God? You didn't earn his love, so you cannot lose his love. So turn around. Come back home and live in the covering of God, the freedom of God that he wants to give us. So get on your mark. That's what it meant. That's what that's picture on. Where God has you, you have a mission. There's so many people right next to you who God deeply loves, made in his image, far from God, far from hope, far from peace, and you are right there looking at them and saying, man, they're far from hope, far from peace, and far from God. And God's looking right at you and it's like, you're right there. You're right there. I put you right there. I want you to move. When you are led by the gospel, everything you do has a purpose. I don't care if it's a flower shop. I I don't care how mundane or insignificant you might feel doing it. The way you love your spouse is the worship of God. The way, the quality of work you do, even when no one's watching. There's moments you're like, oh, I don't want to do that good of a job. No one's here to see. You know, it's checking your heart. We even repent for those kind of moments. The decisions we make when we're alone, the way you speak to your children, and we're not perfect, but it's all worship unto Jesus. It's gospel-driven. At this time, we're going to do something a little different. You know, I've been thinking during the consultation, there's a couple things that I look in the book of Acts that uh, that we don't do much in the book, uh, in the church of today, and the church of back then, they did, they, they had fellowship, right? We, and we do good doing fellowship. They, they read the word, they, uh, they, they teach on the word of God, the apostles teaching, but then they do two other things. They pray for one another and they read God's word. So today I want to do something different. I want you guys to move in small groups of five or six Man, just move in together. We have a small group today anyway. And you guys, uh, some of you guys, if you guys want to be in the group, not the parents because they have crazy kids, but some of the guys, get in these small groups as well. Some of the guys, even back there, I want you guys to talk about this. But get into groups of, uh, in small groups. And I want you to read the text one more time in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. That's, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if someone has a Bible or a phone, get there, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Get in small groups right now, guys. Just do this for me. Yeah, it don't matter. I want, I want us to pray for one another. I want us to read the word of God to one another and pray for one another. And there's two verses right up there. One talks about the gospel. The second one is talking about what it means to be a disciple. after you read it just share how God is speaking to you through his word I want you guys to also take time just to pray for one another right at the end and then you guys can think about upward outward inward and together 
how throughout the week you want to write something in for Upward, Outward, Inward together. But just share some of your burdens and share your week and ask how you can pray for one another. And you can put that in the together part. And then I'll close in prayer. And if you guys just want to pray out when you guys are finished, you guys, anyone can leave at any time. But uh, just if you have a good conversation, continue. I think this is a good moment.